I had a team roughly of about 70 people that I had the pleasure of just spending the day with and doing some good work with. And I'm asking for some feedback afterwards, which they sent through to me this week. Out of 70 people, I had one piece of negative feedback. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Leadership. I am back by myself yet again. See, I enjoyed it so much and I had some real good feedback, actually. I thought, you know what? Let's do this again. I'm going to get a guest coming back after that. Don't worry. The guests are coming back. But today I want to do something different, actually. I want to talk about feedback. See, the great Elon Musk actually said himself, actually seek out and listen carefully to negative feedback. There's a lot that is said about receiving negative feedback, how much you can improve, how much it can grow you to become a better person, how much you learn about yourself. And I completely agree with that. In fact, that's a lot of what I talk about when I have some workshops and run the leadership development programs that I do. But there's an element that I'm also very intentional to talk about, which is the fact that feedback, negative feedback, shall I say, sucks. There's no other way to put it. Negative feedback <laughs> sucks. And in fact, the way that our brains are wired, when we receive negative feedback, we focus on it more than we focus on positive feedback. When we get negative feedback, we focus on it more than we focus on positive feedback. I don't know whether you agree with me or not. I don't know whether you can relate to this or not, but I can tell you for myself, that is definitely true. And in fact, it has also been proven because psychologists call this a negative bias. So as humans, we tend to remember traumatic experiences better than positive ones. We recall insults better than praise. We react more strongly to negative things, negative stimuli that happen um, to us. And we respond more to negativity, generally speaking that we do to positivity. And this is because, according to neuroscience anyway, the way our brains are wired, there is a surge in the critical processing area of our brain, which is around our behaviors and our attitude, which has shown that they tend to be shaped more powerfully by bad experiences, bad news, and bad information more than good news. That's mad, isn't it? There's a long history about it, going back to men and women were hunters and all that kind of stuff, which I'm not going to get into right now. But your brain is wired to react stronger to negative news than is to positive. Negative feedback than to positive. In fact, you need things between three to five positive interactions to one negative feeling piece of feedback to offset the negative bias. That's mad, isn't it? You need a ratio of five to one to offset negativity. Just recently, I've been traveling a lot for the last six weeks or so, and I've been able to meet some 
great leaders from all around the world are all coming together for the first time as their teams are meeting together. A lot of their teams were, have been created during the pandemic. So you've got teams from Europe and you've got teams from North America all coming together. I had a team roughly of about 70 people that I had the pleasure of just spending a day with and doing some good work with. And I'm asking for some feedback afterwards, which they sent through to me this week. Out of 70 people, I had one piece of negative feedback. It stuck with me. I want to say that again. Out of 70 people, I had one piece of negative feedback. And that really stayed with me. How is that possible? I've just met all these great, amazing leaders. I've just spent the day with them. The workshop was fantastic. Most people told me it was fantastic, apart from one person. And that resonated around, that really around around my brain when I received that. Do you relate to that? Are you the kind of person who, when someone gives you praise, yeah, 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 that's great. What can I do better? Be the kind of person that skips whether your work is very similar to mine, where you get feedback from people based on your workshops or your programs or your coaching. You see all the good stuff and you're like, yep, 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 that's great. Where's the bad stuff? And when you don't get it, there's something inside of you is like, would it just be too nice? Or even the kind of person who all you've ever received was, man, you know, what you're doing, your work's really amazing. You're doing so good. And because you've never received any criticism in your head, you're like, is this person real? Does this person genuine? Does this person really care about me? Can you relate to that at all? It's your brain. It's the way that you have been wired. But that doesn't necessarily mean you have to stay there. And that doesn't mean you need to stay stuck. Going back to my example, I took a step back after feeling sorry for myself. And I started to ask myself, is this feedback true? Is it helpful? Is it something that I can do something with? Or is it something that I need to let go of? It turned out the feedback wasn't true. I had a six to nine to one ratio to back that up, but feedback wasn't true when I looked at it for myself. Was it helpful in any way, shape or form? No. Is it something that I need to do something with? No, because the person hadn't done the pre-work. So there was a task that had been assigned to that person, assigned to the whole group to do beforehand. Everyone else had done it apart from him. And therefore, when he came into the session, he didn't feel like it was relevant to him and, and yada, yada, yada. But that's not on me. Everyone else did what they needed to do. Everyone else enjoyed the session. So why have you put your negativity on me and put the blame back on me rather than taking ownership for what you did not do. This was the conversation I, was, I had to have with myself eventually. I'm not saying I went there straight away. It took me some time to get there. But those are the kind of three questions I constantly ask myself. Is this feedback true? Is it helpful? Is it something I need to do something with? Or is it something I need to let go of? And that first one around, is it true? I don't always ask myself that question depending on the environment. If the other people I'm working with, I can ask them that question as well. So it's not just taking my perspective, it's taking multiple perspectives. But those three questions have been crucial 
from a personal perspective, but I've been also able to apply them with my culture. And I've seen a lot of great leaders have some great results with those three questions. Is this feedback true? Is it helpful? Is it something I need to do something with? Or do I need to let go of? That point of letting go is a really, really key one because we can easily carry baggage that is not ours to carry. We can easily take on things that people are telling us that is their baggage that they've put onto us and we are running with it rather than being like, that ain't my bag. That's not for me. I need to let that one go because that sounds like a you problem. That's not a, that's not a me problem. It's important to be able to do that on a regular basis. Criticisms, negative feedback, they are good for your personal and professional growth. However, there are also times when it is not for you to do anything with. It is someone else projecting onto you. So you, therefore, you need to make sure you have that in the back of your mind as you're taking all these things in. Five to one ratio. So give yourself some grace when you go through similar situations and you feel, why am I focusing on the negative rather than the positive? You're not alone. You are not alone. However, you don't need to stay stuck in that environment. This is after leadership. You're going to see me. You're going to hear from me sooner than you think.